What is up, Nerf Herders? Welcome back. It is time to assemble yet again for another nap. Uh, we took a little bit of a break, but we are back to it. Josh, my man, how are we doing? We are alive and well, sir, and happy to be under sunny skies and not the snowy yeah. blizzard that was, what, five days ago? Like, I mean, yeah, five days ago, it was Last a snowy a blizzard. A <laughs> That's crazy. It's nothing. That's so crazy, man. I was about to pull out my snowblower. Um, it was that crazy. It just and it was thick. It was a thick snowfall in April, man. And I was like, "F you, Mother Nature or whoever, knock this shit off." I don't got time. Dude, uh, I was grilling like three days prior. Like it was beautiful. Yeah. Out. Well, you could have been grilling the <laughs> day after. It was yeah. <laughs> the weekend was great. So yeah, that's Nebraska weather for you in a nutshell. <laughs> Probably going to so happen again cool. even before we get out of this month too. So, man, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole this global warming thing or not thing, but I just, I just remember seasons being different when I grew up. You know, like, I mean, through high school, uh, before I went away to the military, through high school, I remember our winters being winters. You know, like thick snowfall that stayed around for weeks for months and you know it was thick and you could go yeah. and you could you know you could stand up you know to a, you know I mean, when i was younger you know to my waist in in thick snowfall and i feel like over the i mean over the last 10 years we have rarely got that kind of snowfall that a stuck around and b was anything that 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 didn't you know it couldn't really be handled you know like it's been a long time since i've seen something that like closed things down because of the weather and i just remember that happening so much when i was a kid for the first you know 17 years of my life i don't know maybe it's because we're not in school anymore and schools are always like you know what there's an inch of snow on the ground we're gonna go ahead and shut down um, but we still have to go to work even if there's like six feet of snow on the ground <laughs> they're like screw it we need you yeah, I mean, that could I could see that factoring in. I do feel like they close down for a lot less nowadays. I, 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 I just have vivid memories of like some crazy winters. And I and like, you know, now we I just don't I don't see that very often. And then I don't remember getting snowfalls in April either. I feel like, you know, what what I used to consider were pretty like straightforward seasons aren't as straightforward as they used to be. But, um, yeah, yeah, maybe I'm just going all kinds of crazy being cooped up in the house all this time. Well, uh, we've been occupying our time pretty good, uh, lately. I mean, I'm getting to rewatch, uh, the clone wars. Uh, interestingly enough, I'm not rewatch. Like I'm kind of watching it. Like I assumed you were watching it. I assume that you didn't like go in and look up the chronological order of the episodes. Yeah. So no, I didn't. Uh, okay. but I've since learned that. So I, I have been like, I've been getting confused, into it, man. <clears throat> no, I have not been confused. I've not. Um, it but, hasn't really kicked I, in yet. Yeah. I, so I'm almost done with the second season. And I was just I was just looking on Disney Plus and I saw the Rebels show on there and I saw uh, Resistance on there and I haven't watched either of those shows. But I did see in the thumbnail for Rebels that Darth Maul is in there. 
well, the thumbnail for the final season of of um, Clone Wars has Darth Maul in it too. So I was like, oh wait, is Rebels like, where does Rebels fall? Do I need to watch this in between a certain season or not? So I reached out to a Star Wars fans Facebook page, and I was then educated on how, uh, well the the order of course of the Clone Wars. Uh, rebels then resistance but i was also educated that the first basically the first two seasons and a part of the third season aren't necessarily in chronological order but then mid third season on is when it starts getting uh long form chrono and it kind of makes sense i mean at first especially with how they started clone wars i was just like okay this isn't going to be much episode to episode storytelling it's just going to be like random parts of the war and i didn't mind it uh but now as the seasons have progressed i've seen the hints of larger stories and and campaigns and whatnot and i can see that they're started leaning towards that yeah it it was kind of an interesting thing back when i learned about it because like i didn't start watching the clone wars when it had first come out uh, when mm-hmm. I started watching it, I think it was around the time, uh, season, I think it was season five. I think it was season five. Um, mm-hmm. and it would, and it was actually showing up on TV. And so I was just enjoying it as, uh, as some random stories. Cause I wasn't seeing episodes in any order whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would catch like one every now and then. And then I decided to, <clears throat> I decided to actually like get into it and figure out how to watch it. And so I had the, uh, I had the DVDs or the, yeah, whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm Physical. pretty sure they, I'm Physical pretty sure media. they aren't. Yeah. I don't know if they're Blu-rays or if they're the DVDs. I can't remember. I haven't looked at them in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there was actually, uh, when I went through and I watched all of them, there was some stuff where it was, it was really kind of confusing and, and it actually, actually thinking about it now is kind of how I felt during the Witcher when I was watching it and realizing like halfway through that a bunch of scenes were flashbacks and stuff like that. So I was like, wait, I was like, that person died a while back. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, it, uh, turns out there's actually a, um, the, the chronological order of it is really messed up until you get to pretty much season four. Like you said, like it does kind of even out in season three at some point, but I think season four is the last one without is the first season without any out of order episodes. Yeah. And uh, now, yeah, I was going to ask you something without spoiling this. Cause like I said, this is the first time I'm ever, I've ever watched these episodes. Uh-huh. So, uh, I'm still in season two, but I, and I didn't want to get too far. I, I kind of glanced at the kind of breakdown that he gave me and then I turned it off, but I forgot to check. Um, this season seven that they just premiered is they're calling it the final season. Is that still end? Is this is the bolt is the entire series of the Clone Wars still between episode two and three, or does some of this leak out post episode three of Star Wars? Do you know? Uh, I I haven't watched season seven yet. Okay, so uh, of the stuff that you have watched, is it still between the episodes? Is this because that's what I always thought this show was was between. Tw- between Star Wars, the Clone Wars, and Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith, is that is that so to feel, your knowledge still supposed to be how it is? So I, I feel like I shouldn't say anything. Okay, uh, then don't say anything to avoid okay. to avoid spoilers on that. Um, All right, then don't tell because, me because yeah, because there's 
like there are things that I could say that could somewhat answer your question, but it would answer mm-hmm. other questions that you might end up coming up with later in this series. Okay. Well, I um, appreciate so, your uh, your holding back. But what I have liked so far is that well, I, there's a couple uh, there's few, there's a couple things I've really liked. One, um, I don't know if you told me this or somebody else told me. I think you told me this, but somebody told me that the Clone Wars is like the most wars we've seen, you know, in in Star Wars, and it's kind of true because it, I mean this is yeah. the whole. <laughs> The whole war, the whole series is just war, and I I did like it, and that's why I didn't mind the scatteredness of what I've seen so far, because in war, there's multiple fronts, there's multiple campaigns, you know, uh, you know, we could watch in chronological order, but, you know, it's just, it's, especially when it's a war out in space, there's got to be so many fronts and so many things to deal with that it was just, it just kind of made sense how crazy it was. Um, and it affects so many things, which is what I also like is that there's so many set pieces, there's so many different planets, and you see so many uh, different species, including species you might have only seen once in the movies, like whatever the species of the like the lizard dude that was the main uh, com- uh, competition in the pod racing uh, uh, scene in, in, in Phantom Menace. Yeah. You see, you see a whole planet of that race. You see more of the uh, flying pawn shop guy from the first episode. You see a whole planet of that race, and so you, you know, it it, it kind of expands on things you only got teased with for a little bit, and I like that. I I really like how expansive this show has been so far compared to, you know, the movies, which just all seem to float around the same, you know, five planets. See that's the that's the big thing that I want out of out of like additional uh, supplemental Star Wars media is like I don't want any more like like I'm I'm fine with the Clone Wars because I feel like the prequels were so weak as far as uh explaining like Anakin's stuff like the Clone Wars does a, a better job it of, fills in it fills yeah, in yeah it, yeah this was stuff that we actually did need um yeah. So it's not like the the normal supplemental situations that we're seeing with the Star Wars universe where he's like adding in like random little shit later and it was right. just completely pointless to the movies like we needed this content. But right. This is what I really want to see out of future Star Wars content is like just the expansive range of possibilities that the Star Wars universe has to offer and how many different things we've seen. That was why I, that was another thing that I loved about the Mandalorian. Like they they did kind of uh like they explored new territories. I god did I can't remember off the top of my head. They went to I think they went to Tatooine and I think that was the only planet that uh that they had been on that had already been touched on. And like the Yeah, major, but even the, the fact that they franchises. did that an- annoyed me. I mean, they did they did expand a lot on Mandalorian lore for those of us that haven't read the books or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, that have only seen the media. They did expand on that and I did appreciate that. But yeah, I still felt like they were playing it safe with some of the set pieces. But uh yeah, I mean, they they were doing it they were doing it well and I mean, I would love a live action show that gets as as expansive as clone wars does but and you know granted it's just as expensive to illustrate it but it's 
it's expensive for all the different set pieces and everything like that. It's easier just to be like, oh, we're going to a desert planet again, you know, because there's nothing you got to put out there. (laughs) Like there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff that um, throughout the entire series. And I'm I'm excited to start up chapter seven because it is supposed to be the final one. And so um, that's going to be that's that's going to be excellent. I hope anyway. Like I then again, I have no complaints about the Clone Wars series except for their weird ass chronological order choices. But I mean, <laughs> like, the, well, the the Star Wars movies didn't start in the right order either. So if you really want to get into it at that point, yeah, um, I I did ask the guy that told me about this because he asked the same question that you asked. He was like, "Are you watching it in chronological order? Or are you watching it um, in episode order?" And I was. And so I asked him, I was like, well, without spoiling it, is it like a Firefly situation where they just released it all kind of odd? Or is that how they had they had planned to do it? And he said that there was a documentary that he watched that said that the, the creators... Now, the first season came out in 2009, so I'm not sure why they thought this, but the creators were unsure if long-form storytelling would work. And I get that that was a thing that a lot of shows, animated or not, have dealt with over the past few decades. But especially by later 2000s, that was a more accepted thing, even in animation. But still, maybe they thought um, they thought that this show was going to be... He also said that they thought this show was going to be aimed towards younger audiences that wouldn't be able to track long-form storytelling, which I don't understand why they would think that, because in the episodes I've seen so far... There's straight up murder, there's suicide, <laughs> there's ritual sacrifice, there's zombies. There's some heavy themes in this, um, and they play it up sometimes. And I'm like, this was, what? Are you sure this was for kids? You know, like if, if it were, if the same scene was shot in a live action show, it would not be giving a kid's rating. And s- for some reason, I think the anime, the animated side of it gets away with that. There was a scene where a dude straight up like said his piece and then threw himself over the edge and then you heard him splat and then it shows him yeah. on the broken concrete and I was like, what? <laughs> so this is they have some mature uh, themes and scenes in this show. Yeah, and uh, without the animation, it would be a completely different rating, I'm sure. <laughs> like. Uh, but they do get away with a lot, I feel. Yeah. But, I mean, they're telling war stories. And so, yeah. I mean, there is a pretty heavy balance between that heavy stuff and very uh, child-aimed content. Mm-hmm. Like, like they do kind of try and even it out, but that's still enough to where, like, if I was, if I was a parent who is, like, I would definitely have kind of an age limit for this show. Um, not, not a crazy one. But like I wouldn't want I wouldn't want my five year old watching that stuff and seeing kind of the the shit that goes on there. At least, then again, I don't know. I might be a shit parent when I end up having a kid, so who knows? But oh, uh, no, stop. Th- yeah, uh, the uh, my favorite my favorite thing about um well, first of all, from going through like I, I like I said, I was watching the way that I thought that you were going to be, which was not the official chronological order. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for the first three seasons, you, we can kind of get away from it, and I've already seen them, so I'm kind of prepared for it already. But I really just wanted to be caught up on the first season, so it was like fresh in my mind. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Did you have a fav- Did you have a favorite episode out of the first series after the first chapter so far? The, uh, just the first season. Um, just the I'd first season. To, I'd have to think about that because I because uh, I'm they're blending they're blending really well. Um, maybe maybe just a moment that yeah. stuck that sticks out in your mind. We don't need to really know the episode name or anything like that. But um, hmm. Well, I I thought um, I thought uh, I thought the we kind of talked about it in, in show notes. I I thought the blue mist episode was a little too. Uh, close to home when they were talking yeah. about this dude manufacturing a virus that that they that they just tried to eradicate and they didn't have a cure for and i was just like oh that's uh that's too close <laughs> so that was really interesting to me yeah um are you I think still we just there? lost our connection ladies and gentlemen what uh, you can't hear me no uh i can now uh something something happened there that uh interrupted our connection what was the last thing you heard uh you were talking you were talking about the blue shadow virus and how it was a little too close to home well i could just gotten started on that yeah i can just start from there that's fine i don't know what happened i don't know well i'll fix that in editing everybody but i'm gonna leave this part because i don't want to cut like 13 different things Sure. Um, thanks discord Some yeah i don't know up. what happened but yeah the blue shadow virus i thought that was a little too close to home when they were talking about how um they they never eradicated it um but it was like uh it was like uh you know something that had no cure um and so they were afraid that if it got loose again that that lots of people would die and i was just like Ugh, i don't uh <laughs> i don't need this right now um yeah, that was that was a big one. That was a big moment I remembered uh that was interesting for me. And that well, I guess the only other thing that like I really like was like wink winking at was um what episode was it? It was uh uh episode 9, Bombad Jedi, which was uh I don't know the whole story, but uh uh Jar Jar went to this planet with with uh not Leia but Padme she was trying to she was trying to you know uh get this get this race to um to sign with them and and they were going to provide help and and the race had already been approached by the by the bad guys and and the you know the exchange was if they handed over Padme then the bad guys would give them all the help they need and and so Jar Jar um finds Anakin's I'm guessing it's Anakin's cloak in the ship and they're like hmm i wonder why this is here uh and he puts it on and <laughs> the rest of the episode the bad guys all think that he's a jedi and it was kind of a wink wink to all the the fan theories out there that you know jar jar was a jedi um but of course he wasn't he was just as clumsy and stupid as he is in every other episode i swear every time there's an episode with him he literally destroys ships he blows up entire yeah. ships and i'm like why why do you believe that it is necessary to take him like is there some type of like did you sign a contract with his people that says you are you have to take him it just doesn't make sense he's like the cra- he's not just clumsy he's like the most craziest liability you could ever take on a mission and yet they keep on taking him on missions it's crazy yeah there there were episodes where like i like when Jar Jar came up, I'm just like, you know what? I know I 
I have a pretty good idea as to what happens. I think I'm just going to skip this one. I watched well, you can do it, that because you've really... already seen it. You can do it. Yeah. But I, I am committed to not fast forward, to not skip. Because I want to do this right, and I've never seen it. So that is my commitment to not skip anything. Like, I laughed my dick off when you told me that you were upset about fiddlesticks being a word that oh, <laughs> existed yeah. in the Star Wars universe. It's just like, they yeah. Said, they said, oh, Jar Jar, Jar, Jar made that awfulness happen, too. It was just like, I was like what? In Star Wars? That's a term? Yeah. Like, you just no, don't expect what actually annoyed terms. me more was What actually annoyed me more was the other uh, Gungan that showed up in the in, actually in the blue shadow virus whose name I can't remember because she annoyed me so much. That's right. Mm-hmm. She just she just did such a a worse job of doing the the Gungan uh terminology. I, I don't even want to say dialect cuz they're speaking English. They're just really bad at it. Oh, I, so your 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 complaint is with the the voice actor and not necessarily the character or what? I don't know, probably just Gunkins in general, really. I think, if anything, it gave credence to it's not just Jar Jar. Like, for a while, people were like, oh, so Jar Jar, they just got they just got unlucky and befriended the one dummy in the group. But, if anything, that episode gave credence to, well, there's more than one. It might not be all of them, but there's more than one. Because she, yeah. she wasn't that helpful um, <laughs> either. So, yeah um it's i think i think it was that like she didn't like put as much work into her accent mm-hmm. as uh as the actors for jar jar had uh, like mm-hmm. i i haven't looked this up but i think the actual actor for jar jar binks in episode in episode one and the phantom menace actually did the voice acting for his first appearance in the show uh okay. because they're de- the the voice actors definitely changed at some point oh i'm sure they did i'm sure because um, i i know he got tired of it but yeah I do like how there's a lot. That was another theme that I liked. Not only are they showing a lot of different alien races, <clears throat> but they're not all British. <laughs> they don't all have a British <laughs> yeah. English accent. There's French, there's German, there's Jamaican. Um, there's a lot of different uh, English accents, and I like that. I think, you know, it's all kind of stupid uh, because you don't register it as an alien accent. You register it as a French accent, but, you know, um, it, it, it just speaks to their attempt to be inclusive, um, which I yeah. appreciated. I, I liked it. I think there's a there's a, there's you can easily shoot it down as dumb. But I think if you look at it that way, um, I did like it. And, you know, the other thing that I was kind of waiting to see how I would take it is the whole character of. um. Asuka, is that how you pronounce her name? Asuka. Uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Okay, Ahsoka. Um, she, 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 like Harley Quinn was created in Batman the Animated Series. Uh, is was she created in Clone Wars or did she come out of? Yes. Was she? She was. Okay. Well, I always heard one of two, uh, you know, uh, fan approaches either. Loved her as a character and would love to see a live-action version of her, which I heard we might uh, be getting. Um, and yep. Or uh, she was an over-sexualized, a horrible character that was not needed. And while, you know, her race is often showed with cleavage and the belly button thing going on, 
Um, I really like her character. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of development in her character. Um, she fits being assigned to Anakin because she is very much um, the Anakin to Anakin that Anakin is to Obi Wan. She's she's always yeah. you know bucking him. She's always um, you know you know bending the she's rules. She's very rebellious. She's very um, rebellious, and she's very very headstrong. Yeah, uh, and I like I like her I consider a lot. her an essential character for for the series. I, I really do. I like I'm I'm on the boat of liking Ahsoka as a character. Um, well, I can't imagine she wouldn't be essential because you don't you don't think of Clone Wars without thinking of her, and and even for for someone like me who's never seen the show before, I associated Clone Wars with her character. And especially, you know, this, I, I wanted to start watching this because I saw the trailer. Thankfully, it was a very non-spoilery trailer for season seven. And I'm excited to watch this show, man, because her, just her demeanor and her appearance and everything in this season compared to that final trailer, it looks like she ages because she's definitely, she's definitely portrayed as young in this first season, like young, young. And they even reference that she's young, but she's highly powerful, and that's why they they decided to bring her onto the Padawan. And I like that, you know. I I like um, that she is young, but she's powerful and she's independent, and she's constantly rebelling against against uh, Anakin. But at the same time, she's not so rebellious and so annoying that you despise her as a character. So so yeah. far, I I really do like her as a character, and I don't I don't agree with the over-sexualized, uh, non-important uh, side of the argument. Now, like, I mean, I'm not going to consider this a spoiler because you have seen her in the trailer, but you do go over a several-year progression for her character. Yeah, um, I would think which, so. Which, again, brings me back to another thing that I really wanted to see out of a, uh, out of a Star Wars series, which, which we do get in the mm. Clone Wars. It's just, it's not it's not exactly the one that I was hoping for mm-hmm. um, because you actually, you actually catch up with Ahsoka pretty, pretty old already. Like she's not a, she's not really a youngling anymore. She's, she's a full on Padawan at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, like getting to see the dynamic of master and student and just kind of seeing how, how they develop it is another, it's another really good part of, uh, of the show. And I'm really excited to see, season seven because of the obviousness of Anakin's fate in the star Mm -hmm. Wars universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't really get to see the trap, the like, like there aren't a lot of hints in this first season yet Mm. uh, that he, that he's going that route. Like we're still kind of in like uh, just after episode two ish territory, like in the, in the, in the cinematic series anyway. Um, yeah and so so we haven't really seen that like that that real dark side of anakin just yet like they didn't go they didn't send him to too many dark places a lot of it was really just his desperation for uh for saving padme's life and again and another thing that they did address uh in the episode where um i can't remember the name of the episode but r2 ends up uh being lost after the after the battle where anakin's star fighter gets shot down Mm -hmm. um and you see Anakin very much holding on to that connection to a droid, which to any person watching, they would be like, yeah, absolutely. R2's been with them for a really fucking long time. He right. doesn't want to lose him. It's like his best friend. 
and then it gets even worse when he gets replaced by a spy. <laughs> but right. um, but he right. shows that he is that he is gaining those connections that Jedi are not supposed to do. And well, so and far also... that is all we've seen is. Well, he didn't he marry Padme in Episode Two. Yes. Okay, so I mean that that is yes. also a, a a story that is expanded on in this show. Um, so. Um, you know, you see him and Padme and, and their forbidden relationship being, you know, thrown out there a lot. Um, you do see hints of his of his darkness because, you know, even in war, there's still like there's still room for accession. And sometimes he does go that route. And sometimes Obi-Wan calls him out on it. Sometimes they're just like, geez, guy. But they don't. But but if anybody knows that he will go there the 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 clones seem to know like they know that if they're assigned to him their orders might change they might go from uh a, a defensive to an offensive uh strategy real quick they kind of expect it and they're often like not surprised by when he switches like that so you do kind of see yep. that in him and for as scattered as this the scenes the 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 first two seasons have been I do like that they've peppered in a lot of connections to the movies and it's it's not as much as like cameos but like expansions so you see a lot more of Grievous you see a lot more of um who's the old dude uh Dooku Dooku you see a lot more of him um you get uh you even see like the king uh that eventually takes care of Leia you know you you see a lot of those uh, cameos come in, but they're, it's more than just like, oh, they entered a scene and then they're out. They usually hang around for an episode or two, and you get more, you get more insight to them, which is which is great. I really do like it when they, when they, um, when they tag back up with the with the movies, and, and you get an expansion of those storylines that you know you might have wanted more from the movies. But then they also have time to introduce new villains, like you know, Dooku's uh padawan or uh or his his it's not a padawan his his sith you know apprentice uh or Cade bane the uh the one of the um bounty hunter bounty hunters yeah i i love i love the new characters that they bring into this show it's great um they just do it they so far yeah like i said even though it's been um even though it's been kind of all over the place in terms of chronological order I've really enjoyed each episode because they they each had a good balance to them. So I I've really really liked it so far. But I I have so many questions. I God, there's so much I want to say, but I don't I don't want to spoil anything for you. Uh, oh, there's one other thing. Like, I there's there's also a character. This might be season two. I don't know. But you also see that there was a there was a woman in Obi Wan's life that he almost. Uh, he said if she would have asked, he would have left the Jedi for. And I was like, "What? What? Yeah. Like that?" Sometimes they drop big bombs like that, and then it's just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like there should be like a whole season dedicated to this storyline, but sometimes they just like drop that in there, and I and I'm like, "Uh, that was a lot. That was a big bomb to drop." Well, again, uh, you're not watching the episodes in their exact chronological order yet, so okay, all right. Well, maybe um, maybe that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> no, um yeah, like I like I'm 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 excited that you're watching this show because like 
there's god it's i mean you've you've heard me go off uh, about fallen order and mm-hmm. how and how good the storyline is there but still not wanting to spoil anything mm-hmm. because i want that anticipation to be there it's kind of the same thing now with clone wars cuz it's like all right i can't wait for you to see this because i want to talk to you about it or i really want to like hear your reaction to it and stuff like that um i'm glad that you're burning through it too though like like i think the last check M point you're like already more than halfway through the second season yeah i'm at um i'm on the i'm on the last episode of of season two so i i won't talk season two if you don't want to since you're still uh since you're kind of on the rewatch and you're still in season one but i'd like to talk like every maybe every every other episode or something we check in and talk about episodes because i like every episode of the podcast yeah because i like it's kind of going forward i like uh i like what i've been seeing and there's so much in the second season that i want to talk to you about but we don't have to talk about that now but um i did have one other question for you and then we can talk about something else that's not clone wars related all right go for it so one of the reasons why i didn't watch this uh, besides the fact that i didn't have cable uh when i grew up one of the reasons why i didn't watch this show is because there was another show in the in the years before it called star wars clone wars and it was a cartoon and so mike and, and it had three seasons and it had 25 episodes and it was not yeah the this... little the little dinky ones the little 15 minute episodes look like samurai jack yes those so i've never seen those either guy. are they related to this are they essential watching because almost everybody you know says that the current clone wars is canon but it's like nobody wants to talk about the animated clone wars what's what's the difference are is that a prequel to this show or or what is it okay is it something we should well, talk let me... about or ever mention again in the history of star wars talks or what well no i, I like it um I, I like i do recommend that you watch it okay is it connected? Um, uh, we're, see, we're getting into that territory again. You, really? I'll say this: you're you're gonna okay. see some you're gonna see familiar characters, hmm. not the and not just the obvious ones. Okay, but am I missing something by like, not watching that first? No. Oh, okay, I'm pretty safe. I'm no, still I, safe. No, I wouldn't okay. say so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that not seeing it is gonna rob you. Um, you might feel differently after you watch. I don't know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, okay. I feel like, like I mean, I like I know you're a fan of Samurai Jack. I'm pretty sure you've mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, I like Samurai Jack. Sure. Yeah, same guy. Or <gasps> same people made this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, um, it's it's clear in the in the screenshots that I've seen that the animation is very similar. So. Um, yeah. 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 But um, they do a they did a they did a very good job. Um, okay. And there's a specific a uh, there's a specific. God, OK, <laughs> I'm I'm very careful about Star Wars stuff because I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything like because. Nope, that, no, that's like I don't want to put any expectations mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. like I like I don't want you I like I want you to go in as as blind as you can. Well, it did um, win an Emmy. So I assumed somebody yes. liked it. So yeah, no, it's great. Like it, it's great. 
I I thoroughly enjoyed. It. This is the, this is the problem that I have with the Star Wars fandom in general, hmm. is that uh, it's it's turned into for some reason it's turned into this uh, mindset that a lot of the I won't say that the I won't say the majority. I'm gonna say the the vocal minority mm-hmm. um, seem to have where the universe itself has to be pristine, has to be perfect, and it can't be fuddled with. And so any bad entry into the Star Wars universe ruins the whole thing for them. Mm. And so when the bad entry like that comes up, they prefer to just ignore its existence rather than. Just be like, oh, you can't win them all, because you can't. You really can't. That's that's like my big. That's the big downfall for fans who are saying that the most recent trilogy was just ruining Star Wars for them. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? Because those movies, like, it was kind of like how. So when the prequels came out, I was a kid and I fucking loved them. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved the prequels. Um, when I did a rewatch in my later years, I watched it. It's like, ah, that really wasn't that great. But the, the splendor of them was not taken away to me at all. Like, because I still love the star Wars universe. There are so many pieces of great media in the star Wars universe. And Mm -hmm. the prequels did not make them any less good to me. And it was like the shittiness of the phantom menace in its places does not take away from the awesomeness of empire strikes back to me. It, it, it doesn't. Sure. And so like whenever there's a, like, I will say that I am not the most pleased that I could have been with this most recent trilogy, but that did not in any way affect the way that I enjoy star Wars because I am not a specific part of star Wars fan. I am a star Wars fan. Like mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy the universe. I like seeing the stories, and I really, really like it when official Star Wars IPs, especially like coming out of Disney, open the door for new pieces of the universe. I like because it's going to present more opportunities for like a lot of the stuff that I really enjoyed. Like if you really want to get into it, the stuff that wasn't written by George Lucas is essentially fan fiction was like because you're you're finding people who were changed by this franchise forever sure like creative minds who like like i'd i'd you'd be hard pressed to find a science fiction writer uh illustrator anything like that who wasn't in some way influenced by star wars sure uh and in this day and age like that'd be a rare that'd be kind of a rare thing Mm -hmm. and there's so many good pieces have come out because of other people willing to really grind and push those out. Uh, and not even related to the movies, not related to anything that was like officially coming out of George, like George Lucas didn't write it. Like close associates of his didn't write it. And they're still super, super good. Yeah. Yeah. And so when, when a piece of star Wars media comes out, I, I I'm just going to watch it because the galaxy is is fucking huge a shitty entry in it isn't going to ruin it for me but there really hasn't been a truly shitty entry in the series for me the prequels are not great i'll give you that they're not great but they are not terrible movies i can still watch them 
Sure. I, I, I'm, it's painful to watch certain parts of episodes one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but in less so in episode three, mm-hmm. it's, it's somewhat painful to sit through the last Jedi, um, in some places. <laughs> I, I can't, but like, it's so hard for me to like be willing to jump on the bandwagon with all these other star Wars fans who, when, a piece of media that they don't think is absolutely perfect comes out and they're like, all right, well that's going to ruin star Wars for me. Like the, the clone Wars series. Yes. Uh, one of the main complaints that I got, uh, from friends when we used to talk about it was that it felt like it was almost too childish. This was the, which in the cartoon, the, the drawn animated, the, the illustrated one. Okay. Well, no, the cartoon that we're watching now. Oh, the one we're watching now. The, okay. the, yeah, the clone, the the real clone, the Clone Wars series, not Clone Wars, the Clone Wars. Um, and uh, I I can agree. There are a lot of places where it feels a little too childish. There are a lot of episodes uh, that we've seen in Episode One that you're going to see that are very predictable. Like mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, it's it's not going to be the craziest complexity that you've ever seen in your life. One, because it is aimed towards a younger crowd, and two, because it's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the characters that, a lot of, like, the most recognizable characters are, if you've seen the movies, you know what happens to them. Mm-hmm. So you're not expect so you're not expecting any crazy plot twists with those characters, which is why we need new ones. Sure. And you, you need that new piece of information. <clears throat> I would say, absolutely, that Star Wars Clone Wars, not the Clone Wars, Clone Wars, the the Emmy winning animated TV show um is is excellent. It's it's a great piece of Star Wars media and I absolutely do recommend watching it. Um it's not perfect. I don't th- I don't think any Star Wars film outside of the original trilogy is and even inside the original trilogy. I think Empire Strikes Back is really the only perfect entry in the uh, in the Star Wars franchise. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, sorry. I had to go off on a little rant there because there's just something about, <laughs> there's just something about Breathe. the Star Wars fandom nowadays. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, there's just something about the Star Wars fandom nowadays that just pisses me off. And it's like, why can't you just enjoy that sure. decades later, we're still getting new Star Wars content right. and it doesn't absolutely suck. Like it's still all enjoyable stuff. I, well, that, like, that's not even touching on the video games or the books or the comics that are out there. Like I'm rereading the Knights of the Old Republic comics right now, mm-hmm. and they're great. Like I love it. Well, that has been an argument in the past that a lot of people have said we're just too we're just too needy now. Or we expect too much. Like if all this had released back in the day, people would just be on the floor geeking out about it, you know. But the fact that we've had to wait yeah. for decades that some of us have become too you know too needy or expecting the wrong things when we should just enjoy the fact that we're still getting more Star Wars. So, but yeah, I will I will have to I, I will go back and watch the the cartoon, but for someone especially at the time when this came out and and I didn't have cable and I was out of the loop, you know, it it, it seemed like this was a remake, but it it's not. The, so, I'm, I'm no, glad that I'm glad that you like it, and and I will have to go back and watch it. But so far, 
I mean, and I told you the other day, I'm, the other thing I'm really impressed about this show is that for season one, which came out in 2009, the animation still holds up so much. And I know they did a remaster of it at some right. point, uh, So, but it's still, it's so clean. And I, there are still, there are some shots where I'm like, wow, that's, that's really impressive. And I really do like it, so... I'm very happy that you challenged me to watch this show, and uh, we'll have to next episode. We'll have to talk where I'm at in season two. But we got other things to talk about outside of Star Wars. We do. We absolutely do. Um, I guess it's still it's still Disney related. Yeah, <laughs> really want to talk still about Disney. It. It's still, it's still not too like, far outside. I mean, Star Wars has done some. Star Wars had made changes to their uh, to their movies prior to, and it sounds like Disney's doing the same thing. Yeah, they're starting and to uh, they're censoring some of their content on Disney Plus, which is interesting. Just, uh, um, give me just a second. My cat is trying to knock something down. Okay. <laughs> silly, that silly was, cat. That was close. I like. Did you hear that bang? Like that was me yeah. catching what he was trying to knock over. Right? <laughs> uh-uh. The little bastard. No, get away from there. You've caused enough trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, he just he just tried knocking over like a unfortunately it's a cabinet that's not exactly perfectly balanced, but he just about knocked it over. It's got all my mics and cables in it. That would have been a disaster. Oh yeah, that would have been terrible. Good catch. Yeah. Now I have I noticed could, I could see it in his face that he was gonna screw with it, and then he climbed up on it and i'm like all right he's gonna he's gonna try and knock this damn thing over and sure enough that's exactly what happened right um but you found the story on on the disney plus censorship why don't you take it away well it's just kind of a thing it's 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 the thing that more people are talking about i think it you know the first one that they talked about was splash the tom hanks film where they did cgi hair to 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 cover her butt when she ran back into the ocean (laughs) This is if you want to call it that. It was yeah, so bad. Did you see it? It is so bad. It's, it's oh my bad. god. It's really bad. Um, I guess they're horrendous. Forgetting that most people have HD TVs now. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, they like said, she had a wig taped to her back. <laughs> they've said from the beginning <laughs> that so this bad. that this was gonna be that Disney Plus was going to be a hundred percent family oriented, and that they would not they would not put certain things on here even if they owned it you know they would they would uh find a way to release it some other way and they've kept pretty true to that i mean granted some of the marvel films um are are ultra violent and whatnot um but i don't know that gets a pass and they have we have already seen ever since the launch that certain properties from way back in the day that disney owns aren't getting released just because of certain tones and and whatnot that they don't want to you know, they don't want to release and stuff like that. So we've already seen things like that. But there's been some more recent ones that, of course, with people having nothing better to do, they're noticing and they're finding it easier. And it's just kind of, some of them are just kind of silly. Um, the one that I heard about that's on this article from Cinema Blend um, was the Lilo and Stitch one, where... Yeah, that, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> silly. It's kind of silly. <laughs> They're playing like it's... I don't remember that much about the movie, but there's like a hide and hide and seek scene, and Lilo is hiding in the clothes dryer, 
and I guess they're afraid that kids will do that in real life, so they turned it into a pizza box, like a dresser yeah. with a pizza box in... next to the washer. It's so weird. So, like, this one this one was funny because, like, I remember... <laughs> When you when you linked the this article, like that was the first thing that I saw on there. I was like, oh my god, I I saw that because like when we got Disney Plus, Lilo and Stitch is one of uh is one of Cece's favorites, mm. and so we watched it. Mm-hmm. And I could have swore when I saw that that she had climbed in a washing machine, mm-hmm. but there was but there was like one right next to it or something like that, or a washer or dryer or something like that. And I was like, I was so confused. I was like, I could have swore she had climbed in the washer. But they did they did a decent job of hiding it, so it was just like, all right, yeah, it's, I, I just kind of like wrote it off, and then yeah, I see this in this link here, and I'm just like, well, shit, and yeah. the fact that they're doing it because they're afraid little kids are gonna emulate that behavior. First of all, you don't need a kid to see another kid climbing into a dryer for them to want to do it. Mm-hmm. That kid's gonna see that they could get into the dryer, and they're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But now it just makes they, they do not need a lead by example in that situation. It just makes Lila look dumb now because she's climbing into a dresser and using a pizza box to cover the hole and it's like well that's going to be pretty easy to realize there's somebody hiding in there because there's not normally a pizza I don't know. It's it's silly. Um, it took away from the it took away from the cleverness of her older sister knowing that she was going to like because that was the whole thing. Like her right. older sister climbs up on top of the dryer, mm-hmm. and and like uses the foot uses her foot to close the door because she knew exactly where Lilo was hiding at. Mm-hmm. But if you walk into a room like that and you see a pizza box standing up on end and something that's normally open, it's just like nope, that's dead obvious. <laughs> that's exactly where she's hiding. Right. But it, yeah, it it's kind of took away from the cleverness of that scene. But that movie hard. came mm-hmm. out. I mean, that was. I can't remember when Lilo and Stitch came out, but it wasn't that long ago. But it's interesting. I mean, like, I can... Like, this next one, Adventures in Babysitting, came out in the 80s. And, you know... This one didn't surprise me at all. Right, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because back then, the MPAA was still kind of figuring out what to do. You know? Like, they were like, you know... You could get away with so much back then. Um... And, and, you know, PG-13 wasn't really a thing. Uh, R-rated stuff back then are actually kind of basically PG-13 now. But basically, if the movie wasn't, like, heavy, uh, scary, or heavy, uh, violent, it was likely going to be rated PG, even if it had some language in it. In fact, even if it had some nudity in it. There, there are movies from that era that had, you know, a flash of... Uh, full frontal or something like that but as long as it was like a comedy and the rest of the movie was you know kind of you know friendly then it didn't really get hit with those upper ratings and so adventures in babysitting had two uh f-bomb no they had had one f-bomb in it uh no it had two f-bombs in it yeah it, it has it has rated... two right next to each other oh in the same scene even huh yeah, so Adventures in Babysitting is an interesting one that, that like, I didn't know that that was rated PG. Mm. Um, like, I had no idea that it was rated PG because uh, when I saw it, it was because my parents recorded it to a, burned it to a DVD player off of our, off of our cable. Mm-hmm. 
And so I saw, but it was off of like HBO or Cinemax or something like that. It was one of those. And so it was just, it was unedited. Mm-hmm. I figured that it was like, I figured that it was a, an R rated movie because like, have you seen the, have you seen the movie? Yeah. 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 It was like there, they, there's a crap load of sexual innuendo in the, in the oh, movie. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, a huge, a huge plot point is the main character's resemblance to a playboy model mm-hmm. who happens to be in a magazine that uh, they're carrying around with them mm-hmm. that these carjacking, this carjacking mafia happens to want to try and kill them for. As like, and they're, they get into a gang fight. They get, they go into a, they go into a party where they're like, where there's a bunch of drinking drugs going around and uh, like, Finding out that I didn't know it was PG until today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, but you wouldn't because they could get away with so much. And as long as it was wrapped in a lighthearted tone, movies back then could get away with so much. Um, And so, which is interesting because it's kind of because I mean, it is so interesting that a movie that was rated PG back then could get away with so much. And a movie that was rated R back then wouldn't be rated R now. Almost like anything that you look back, even in the early 90s, a lot of R-rated movies would easily be rated PG-13 now. Um, especially yeah. if it was on the if, if it was rated R just kind of for violence. Because what we consider is okay for violence, even in horror movies now at a PG-13 level, would have been like, oh my gosh, hard R back in the 80s uh, and, and parts of the 90s. So it is kind of interesting. But yeah. You're not going to, no one's going to be like, what? Disney Plus censored the F-bomb? What? (laughs) So I wasn't, I wasn't surprised uh, by that at all. And I, and, and this other one, um, uh, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit had some. Yeah, this one's, this one's dumb. I mean, it's, again, it's, that was another show. It makes sense, but it was dumb. Yeah. Well, you know, I. This is, here's the thing, here's the thing. Disney owns so much that wasn't always released under the Disney name. You know, like Touchstone was was one of, you know, the several ways that they would release something back in the day that would be a little, you know, a little too much for Disney's to put their name on their name. Now Disney can release a lot. They can release a wide variety and stamp their name proudly on it because people know now cuz people know that Disney can be a part of a lot but you know they don't ha- they still don't have to like Disney you don't ne- you don't I don't think you see Disney in front of a Marvel movie even though Disney owns Marvel so you know um no. so they, it's it's what it's either they only release full Disney movies on Disney Plus or they find ways to expand their library and when you're Disney Plus and you're not Netflix and you're competing with things like Netflix where, you know, it's going to take you a lot longer to have more original content and the 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 true value of your of the membership to Disney Plus is in its vast library, then they're going to know that the more stuff they can put in there the better. And the best way to do that is to censor some of these things um that, you know, that um wouldn't fly. You know, even like something like yeah. the rescuers where they um, they had a topless woman 
that was in a that was in a really quick scene. You know, there was always those even animated things uh, back in the day. You could see like sex in the cloud with with Lion King or some of the castle steeples in in uh, the Little Mermaid looked like penises. There was always some things that animators were throwing in there, and and they've yeah. uh, they've almost become urban legends now. Well, why should Disney allow those things to continue when we have the technology to easily go in there and correct anything? I mean, if I can do it at ho- at home from my computer, then you know Disney and all of their power can make any correction that they want. Um, if it means they're going to be able to add that many more titles to their library. So, you know, I just thought it was kind of fun to look over some of these, but and and no point was I like, oh, Disney, you fascist. Why would you do this? You know, it makes yeah. perfect sense. They want to give you as much content as possible. And to be honest, you're probably not going to realize most of it. There's there's a great uh, Daniel Tosh joke. Um, I can't remember the context building up to it, but he was like, did you hear that there was an air, that there's a, a mm. penis on the little mermaid box? Mm. You try drawing Ariel for six months and not put a dick somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like after a while, these animators are going to get kind of bored or something <laughs> like that. Like I can imagine the directors are like, I need you to do like 13 different revisions back here. <laughs> And they'd be like, well, that's not going to take me very long, but they want me to, like, really go over it. I'm just going to put a penis in here and see if they notice, because these guys are assholes. Well, and it was like and it was a legendary move. I remember growing up in, in, in <laughs> yeah. elementary school talking about this shit, being like, how do they get away with this? And it's because, you know, that was all hand-drawn, that you know, animation. That was long form. Took you a long-ass time to produce this stuff. And there was no quick fix for things like that, you know, and now there are. So why wouldn't Disney do it, you know, but it just impressed me so much um, that uh, <laughs> that they got away with some of those things. And as a kid, I was just like, you are a legend, sir. I don't know who you are, but you are a legend for for popping that in there. But yeah, it's it's <laughs> no surprise to me that Disney is is cleaning that up. And and, you know, I mean. I'm sure there are plenty of things like the pizza box in Lilo and Stitch that you can roll your eyes at. And I'm sure, and this Cinema Blend article only talked about eight movies or nine, nine movies that have been censored. Oh, there's, there's gotta be more. Um, I'm there's sure there's so the hundreds. I'm sure there's so many that have been censored. And just like, like I haven't watched the original Pete's Dragon on Disney Plus yet, but they're gonna have some work to do on that <laughs> fucking movie. I mean, sure. You know, and just like we've 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 noticed, you know, the cantina scene or the who shot first scene with Han Solo been edited so many times. I'm sure this isn't the first time this is censored. It's just it's just the fact that everybody's home right now. And this is the first time we've had this kind of library available at our fingertips uh, from from somebody as big as Disney. So it's easy to find these things. But who knows? These it doesn't necessarily mean that all of these sensors were done for Disney Plus. A lot of the times they hold on, they they you know they make these changes. Just like the most recent edit of the Who Shot First scene, that wasn't made for Disney Plus. That was just among the most recent edits for Star Wars, and it was going to be released at some point. But it you know it was in the Disney Vault, 
So some of these edits could have been made 10 years ago and they just haven't officially released it again. You know, Disney was always known for vaulting their movies. It was, you know, it wasn't like every Disney movie was always available on the current platform. And so, you know, it's not like it's not like they're just doing this now. I could see a lot of these haven't been done a long time ago. And that's and that, that's just the thing. Like a lot of these movies came out back before social media. Yeah. Like mo- like pretty much all of the films that were just that were just listed there. Aladdin, Adventures in Babysitting, Fantasia was on that list as well for some changes that sure. that were made. Like a lot of those adjustments were made before social media was out there and as soon as somebody noticed something and they started just blasting it around everywhere and it just it would just spread like wildfire. Like if you weren't inside a group of people who were overly scrupulous of the front art of the little mermaid box, you would have never heard about this. That was why it was so shocking for a lot of people when it came out because nobody even thought of it. And by the time that it had come out, it was roughly around the same time that Disney was like, uh, shit, we need to get rid of that. And so if you went to try and find it, you couldn't. Right. Right. Google foo was not strong back then. And, and we've talked about this in depth in the past, so we don't need to go deep into it, but we do live yeah. in an era of cancel culture and there's no there's no win either you don't address it or you do address it but you're either going to get shit for addressing it or you're going to get shit for not addressing it and disney uh they are rich enough and they're big enough to go either way and it's really not going to make a difference you know but yeah <laughs> if, if people wanted to they could go after disney for so much in the age of people mm-hmm. digging up shit uh, from decades ago and throwing it on social media for cancel this and cancel that, they could go after Disney for so much, and it wouldn't affect Disney at all. Because Disney is a, it, they are, they are big, they are big, they are giant, they are humongous. But you know, they're deciding to go this route, and props on them. Uh, but again, they're they're going to get shit no matter what. And it really doesn't affect them. So apparently this is the way they're going to go. And, you know, like I said, the majority of these things we've probably already seen and didn't notice. These are just the few that someone did. And then they're letting us know about it. So props to you, guy, for noticing uh, (laughs) the pizza box um, and not the washer, you know, and, and then telling the world about it. Yeah. But. God, it's still weird to me that it, like that, that I got that right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and honestly, none of these things have been like groundbreaking either. No. So it's not like, oh, they edited that out. Well, the whole movie doesn't make sense now. It, it's never, been <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like change the plot or anything. You know, like it's a huge change. Like, oh, this is the this is the alternate cut of Lilo and Stitch. What <laughs> you know. <laughs> so let's say like 20 years from now somebody's going through uh like the 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 collector's release of your fierce literature series and they find something that's a little less than savory. Are you going to go back and you're going to edit that shit out for future stuff? I mean, well, it's kind of tough to do for a book, but yeah, um I didn't put any of that shit in there. So um yeah, uh... <laughs> well, well that's the thing, you don't know. Right. Like, in 20 years it's like the the culture could be completely fucking different. That's very true. I mean, if you want to pay me to fix it, I'll fix it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I hope that's an issue. I hope my my uh, 
I, I, my fierce books get get thrown in some controversy that blows up. And well, you've got an online store now, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, you got, you got, you're gonna have if with any luck, you're gonna have more eyes on it now. Yeah, you gotta tell, you gotta tell me about that, man, because <clears throat> like first of all, like my, I have a website for my photography. Mm-hmm. I haven't updated it in months, mm-hmm. like months. <laughs> What? So, and because mainly because I know it's like how kind of annoying it is to set something up like that, mm-hmm. and and I mean you were also adapting to a completely different method of getting your content out there because you weren't doing online sales as a majority of your your commerce. You were you were going out to cons and yeah, you were you were doing it you were doing it pretty much all in person. So how's that adjustment been? Well, I mean I think the last time we talked, I, I told you that this was. The thing that I was going to challenge myself to do, um, I um, and you did it. I did it, and I <laughs> I felt dumb um, because honestly, <laughs> I should have done this so long ago. Like it really wasn't that hard. It was a little tedious, only because I don't pay for one of the uh, one of the 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 more expensive versions of Squarespace. But um, sure. the majority of their commerce abilities is is at the basic level, and so I wasn't able, like, you know, I I went through the whole thing of filling out this uh, Excel spreadsheet to just import it all in, you know, before realizing that I don't have access to that capability. But even still, it wasn't that hard to set up. I had to upgrade my PayPal to a business account, so that was only like the main thing that I had issues with. But then I got it done. Uh, but now I'll need to get another personal account because i don't want to be uh, i use paypal a lot I, i've come to realize so uh so i upgraded that but yeah it's yeah, good i i uh you know i got it on there i made categories i've got my books on there i've got my book bundles on there i've got my comics on there um and then i was like this is so easy i'm gonna put the rest of my stuff on there so i put my little monsters under the craft section i took pictures of some of the uh, I I made a bunch of masks, facial masks, uh, cotton face masks over the weekend. Um, uh, Harry Potter and Frozen and DC Wonder Woman and uh, some other ones, and and put that took pictures of those and put it on there, and it was kind of fun by the end of it. And you know, I yeah, I've said I need to buy some of those because I can't find masks fucking anywhere right now. Well. <laughs> I had a, pe- a couple people in, in New Jersey buy them and they really liked them and, you know, places like that, you can't go out without a mask. So, um, I yeah. was happy to help them out, but yeah, it was nice. Um, I made a little video going over everything and I put that on Facebook and, and Nerf Herder shared that out and, uh, it was a, it was a fun little project to do at, towards the end of last week and I'm glad I got it all out there, but you know, I've always been someone that has preferred to sell my things to people in person because you know not only am i like shaking their hand and saying thank you because i do appreciate every single purchase every single time someone wants to try out one of my books you know i know that they could have easily tried out a billion other books so i i always i prefer to be there in person to say thank you but i feel dumb because people have asked for my business card in the past saying hey i'll look you up um and then you know they they I'm sure there were some of them that didn't buy a book off Amazon just because they knew that it would be from Amazon and not from me specifically. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to have a website now. Well, I've had a website, but I'm happy to have a store on my website. And then I updated my website and um, I'd, I'd be happy to move some of my inventory 
um, instead of just you know keeping it pristine in my basement. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 glad that uh, I followed through on that. <laughs> like I feel where you're at, where you're coming from on that, because uh, like I have I'm technically I have two websites because we have one for Rivers Edge Production, which is actually the production company that helps manage all of our all of the content creation that I'm involved in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why every single one of these episodes is a tax write-off if I ever have to spend money on it. <laughs> um, but uh, I also have my jonesonthelens.com, which is where I sell all my prints. And I like, I'm, I, it's actually hard for me to try and push people to go there mm-hmm. because like, my favorite thing about giving somebody a print is seeing their face when they get it, uh, being able to like sign it and date it for them and all that. And, mm-hmm just kind of like getting to be there as a part of the process. Like, so I, like I, I widely prefer uh, doing print stuff in person. Cause that's really what, what it's for is like, this is, this is for human consumption. And, I, and being able to see the look on their face, the first time that they see uh, the photo in the form that I intended it to be in. Cause that's, that's why I take photos is so I can print them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, so if I, if I end up buying books off of you, you have to, Oh, see, that's the sound. I just heard the sound that gets made when Josh disappears from the conversation because for some reason Discord's being weird, isn't it? It is. I heard the sound where he's coming back. We'll see. I'm back. I can see him trying. To... There he is. I don't know what's going on with Discord today, but what ha- yeah, I don't know, but I'm back. Something happened there. Mhm. I was like when I buy your uh when I buy your 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 book series, you have to bring them over here personally. I will, and I'll Let's even say. Well, that's the nice thing buying them from me versus buying them from Amazon is I could sign them. I could put a little note in there. So, you know, I know this is a little bit of self promotion, but um, I put a lot of work. I put a lot of work into these books, and and uh, dear Seth, thanks for the money. Oh yeah, dickhead. Lols. <laughs> oh Go yeah, I'll write. Shit. I'll Love write Josh. you specifically, <laughs> Seth. I'll write you some sassy ass material. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, so thanks for thanks for letting me uh, talk about that. That was nice getting up there. I did have one other thing. I know we're kind of, we should probably wrap this up soon, but we did have one other thing we talked about last time we got together that we do have an update on, and that was uh, the AMC theaters thing. You know, last last time we yeah. had an episode, last episode we had a really good discussion on what the possible future is for for AMC theaters and since then there has been a development in fact the the White House's plan for you know the whole reopen America type thing has theaters as part of it and um and uh AMC now says that they have enough cash uh, to get through July um and they're they're looking forward for reopening um, shares of, of AMC did a little surge last week um, in, in, in favor and everything. So they're actually not, uh, they're, they're in a better position than they were during our last conversation. And it seems like they're not, they're not out um, to be shot just yet. So uh, yeah, that's good news, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously they're, we're looking at soft opens for a lot of these places more than likely because that like it, it was a pretty inclusive list mm-hmm. that got released as far as businesses that were included. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's going to be, it's, it's going to go into that new, that new normal that we were talking about where things are not going to open up 
and go exactly right back to the way that they were before. Mm -hmm. Um, there's probably going to be a limit to capacity. Like you said, like you said, uh, pretty much all the movie theaters, at least that are in our area that I frequent have the ability to purchase your ticket online. You actually choose your seat based off of their availability. Mm -hmm. I imagine they're going to very strictly limit the availability. They're going to space the seats out by quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, like honestly, I haven't been keeping track of the movie releases lately that have been coming out, so I don't know that there are going to be any in the theaters uh, in the next couple months that I'm really going to want to see because most of my highly anticipated ones got delayed. Yeah, there's nothing. But, uh, there's nothing on the near horizon until August with Wonder Woman in August, but almost everything else has been pushed till later in the year or hasn't released a new date or has released a new date in 2021. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And I, I'll be interested to see what movies they open with, like, especially if they like do older films, even stuff that's already released. Ooh, busted the phone. Sorry. My bad. The dreaded phone ring. I'm going to silence my phone just in case CC heard that. And she calls me to be a dick. Yeah. I thought I, I thought yeah. I, uh, I thought I turned that off my bad, but Nah, not big deal. Well, they were talking about that for when when this was closing, when theaters were closing down, that they were going to do like old movies and stuff like that. Um, I like. I'm sure I they'll be still won't go because I'm paranoid. Yeah, I I think a lot of people won't go. I think a lot of people won't go as quickly. But there's going to be some people. I do think it was hilarious because we were talking about there's a there's a outlet mall out here in Gretna. And we mentioned this before too, that they said they're going to open up on the 24th and ever. And there's a lot of people that were like, that's too, that's too soon. And they were like, well, we, you know, we feel like we could be a test a case stores. and we're a lot of stores and we need to make money. The, f the, the funny update to that is that their, their April 24th open date is apparently not for customers, which means they're not opening. Yeah. <laughs> They've come out uh, earlier today to say that it's a soft open that will not include customers. So then it's not an opening. They said it could be another month for customers. So basically someone behind the scenes said, hey, you better calm that shit down. But I imagine, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that there will be some groups that rush out and some groups that won't. And I, I imagine that some of these studios that have released digital movies will probably be like, hey, let's see if we can get a short theatrical run out of this, because there are there are plenty of people that didn't want to pay twelve twenty dollars to digitally watch a movie that would that would likely go no. see it. There's not going to be a ton. I think the majority of people are like, we've already seen this. We're not going to go pay to see it again. So I'll be really interested to see what the theaters look like over the summer because as far as i know the only big release um that that is on the near horizon is wonder woman in august so who knows but i was just happy to see that not only is uh is amc doing a little better but it apparently people in majority are 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 you know looking to them and they're they're supporting them because shares for amc for imax and for cinemark all rose uh um last friday so that means that you know people yeah. in general aren't just abandoning them they're kind of coming back and everything and so that's good i'm glad i'm glad there's a little bright side to that story and it it makes me feel hopeful because i mean the the thing that we didn't 
mention is that a lot of AMC employees were were just shit canned. Yeah. I mean, they're calling it furloughed, but like with this soft opening, how many of those people are, there, are they actually going to need to bring back in order to keep their operations going? It's going to be a thin it's going to be a skeleton crew. Yeah. Um and so unfortunately it's not going to be like the per, like the real fix that people are hoping for by hearing that these businesses are probably going to be opening back up. It's like, oh, there's still going to be a pretty limited amount of people, but um it is hopeful because as 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 we've seen with this disease, there's just no real telling how long this thing's actually going to be in effect. Right. There's a lot of evidence to show that it's probably going to make another resurgence next year and in the other and another flu season or another respiratory infection heavy season. Yeah. Um, in fact, some people so, are predicting it could even have a resurgence in the fall if we're too lackadaisical over the summer. So um, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of predictions that say that general social distancing will exist for the next year or two. Um, so we'll, we'll see how things pan out. I mean, it is interesting to see, uh, the U S as a whole, uh, talking about reopening, um, and how they're releasing it in tiers and how there's maps and everything. And then you see other places like Italy, which is still on lockdown. I mean, I just talked to my artist last night and she's still on they're still on lockdown. You don't go outside unless you're going to get food, but otherwise you are, you are stuck indoors. Now, granted, Italy is the size of, uh, like three of our smaller States. So, um, but it is interesting that we're so large and yet we're already looking at, at reopening, uh, when other places aren't, but you know, what are you going to do? I mean, if we stay closed for too long, we just, we just all go down. So I guess as long as we're trying to do this in a smart manner, we're not rushing it, um, then then there's a there's got to be an upside to it. But um, yeah, it's there's a there's going to be a lot more talks. There's a lot of furlough talks. There's a lot of um, talks right now about what companies are getting payroll protection and what companies aren't, and what companies are taking care of their uh, shareholders uh, and not taking care of their employees and stuff like that. There's a lot of that talk going around, and I imagine that will continue to be the talk of the town uh, for the near future. But I'll be interested to see. Yeah, unfortunately. I'll be interested to see where we are in a couple weeks, and and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a couple weeks. <laughs> um, we will be there to... Uh to keep everything up to date. We've been doing pretty good about keeping the coronavirus news as far as like dominating every podcast episode, but yeah, we're we're going to need to touch up on it because we are going to start seeing things sort of we're we're going to start to see the change. Like the lull in the news uh being any like really uniquely different is is kind of passing at this point because we're getting close to those goal lines, those goal posts that everybody was setting for getting outside of these quarantines and all that stuff and hopefully uh, hopefully things go well as we're coming out of this and not, uh, we're not taking steps backwards, but our fellow nerf herders who have assembled today, we can guarantee you that we will be there to talk about it. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that outro. Josh, what do we, what do we, what do we got right before the end here? Any final thoughts? No, other than we will keep the name nerf herders assembled. Um, unlike Disney plus, who is now even censoring Marvel movie names for those in other countries. The original Avengers 
one movie was called Avenger, Avengers Assembled uh, in the UK because there's a British property called The Avengers. And Disney Plus has struck that name and is now just calling it The Avengers, even in the UK. So unlike Disney Plus, we will not be uh, removing the assembled uh, part of our name. We will remain Nerf Herders Assembled. Uh, we are loyal to that, and we are loyal to you, our listeners. We will catch you guys all later. Be sure to follow us on social media. Be a part of the conversation. Hit us with your questions. Hit us with your talking points. Uh, you can catch us on YouTube where we will be putting out content again here pretty... I don't want to say soon. I'm not going to make any promises yet. But uh, as soon as we have come up with a solid situation for video content again, you can catch us there. Yeah. Uh, until then, you can watch us uh, talk over trailers. Uh, because we all know everybody likes it when we talk over trailers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also, send us in your your Clone Wars stuff. We'll, we'll talk about Clone Wars season two, probably in the next episode. So send us. Uh, don't don't put spoilers out there, but don't, yeah, uh, don't spoil it. Josh hasn't seen. Send it us uh, send us your favorite things from season one or your favorite spots from season two, and we'll talk about it on the next episode. Because I I can't wait to talk more Clone Wars. We're gonna talk more Clone Wars. I'm I'm so glad you're loving it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, Nerf Herders, until next time, we will uh, we'll be here. All right. Keep it up on our content, and we'll catch you guys later. See ya.